0: Hi, this is Rick Allen from Dev Leopard, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion. This is Appetite for Distortion.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number three hundred and forty. My name is Brando. Welcome, Mr. Rick Allen and uh and Lauren Monroe. How are you? Very well, Great. thank Great you very here. much. I you know, I think I know we're gonna talk about the shows that you have coming up, uh, playing in, in New York and Philly and, and Washington, yeah. DC, but I'm only maybe a couple months away from getting married, and they say the goal is to create beautiful music together, right? Usually it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek phrase, but you guys literally are creating beautiful music together. So do you have, right off the bat, do you have advice to give me? Because you've been married for quite some time, yeah?
0: That's, that's that's true. I think I'll hand this one to Lauren. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm the negotiator. Um, I would say always be creative together and have play in your marriage and, and quiet time and respect each other's, you know, individuality all the time. I think that's what... Keeps
1: us together. on, note to self.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, how did it? I mean, it, it all relates. Like, how did you? You know, what did you first like about Lauren? What did you first like about Rick? Was music part of that? Did you know that you were going to create music together, or was it just you know? Did you bond over your favorite TV shows, or you just thought each other was pretty, or how, where did music come into the uh, into it?
2: Well, music did. I I was brought to Rick uh, from my healing practice to work with him. Um, I, I'm an integrative massage therapist. I do a lot of energy medicine and spiritual healing work. And a friend of his wanted him to be introduced to me. So I met him as a client. Um, and we both really just had just a, an immediate, you know, connection. And we developed a friendship first and, and then, you know, yeah. It's like you can't be my client anymore. <laughs> no, that, that's
0: true. and then I remember I remember taking my djembe to a, a, a to a coffee. You remember that? Coffee I had a show.
2: Yeah. yeah, I had a show, and um, he came, He said, "Let me want." I sit in, and so he brought his djembe, and we did like a coffee house thing. Um, and then I invite. I was teaching at the time at the Boulder College of Massage, and um, he came in. Uh, to my, some of my classes, and uh, we worked a lot with energy medicine and talked about phantom limb effect, where, you know, where you, when you lose an arm, you, uh, you still have an energetic field that's there for a period of time, so I was dem- we were demonstrating together around that. And that really grew in how we created a partnership and how we wanted to move forward in the relationship, just naturally.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. That's a nicer story. My, my fiancé and I, we met on Bumble on a dating app. Oh, fantastic. Oh, so that's that's a gift. That's not as romantic but I guess I'll I'll take it.
0: No, I th- I think however people meet, you know, is 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 the right thing. You know, I don't think there's any any rules around that. I think as long as there's a there's a genuine connection then uh, then it's all good. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, well obviously Rick was a musician well before you you met. But Lauren, to get some of your background, were you making music? Um, and, and when did you start creating what we, we know now as your music? Like, when did you start to form as an artist?
2: Um, I was writing music since I was very small. Um, and then uh, I started, uh, my first band was in Boulder, Colorado in the, I don't know, it was in San Francisco in the early 90s. Um,
1: I think we froze and that's okay. I'll pause it until they come back. It's the nature oh, wow. of the beast to freeze, Zoom, hotels. Where, where are you guys right now, if you don't mind me asking?
2: We're in Florida. Uh, we're doing a private show. Rick's got uh, an art show tonight, in, uh, and we have a performance tomorrow, a private one.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, before so, we get to Rick's art, because where we left off is, Lauren, I wanted to know about your your path as a singer and a musician and uh, how it led to Rick playing with you. So I'm not sure exactly where you left off, but you, you were playing – Young, right? Were
2: you- I was playing. Yeah, I started playing really young. My grandfather showed me how to play the guitar when I was six, and then I started taking lessons and writing songs. And I grew into, um, you know, when I was uh, in my twenties, I I started playing and um, and uh, and started my band and moved to Colorado and had a band there and played all the ski towns. My band was called Koi Kindred. I, you know, sold CDs out of the trunk of my car. You know, you did the, You did the ski town route, and uh, we had a lot of fun.
0: It's old school. Yeah, total old school. Yeah, the, the tour thing is she she kept in touch with all of her uh, band members, and um, I, I think that I think that that says a lot for uh, for Lauren. You know, she had a, a quite an impact on the people that she played with. It's
1: fine. Absolutely. So I want to know how you would describe your music because it says in the the press release that I got that your producer calls it California country. Being a New Yorker, I guess I don't know California country.
2: I mean, I'm a New Yorker too, so I, okay. that was a New <laughs> And I, and and I'm not a country artist at all. So
1: okay,
2: uh, this single is very out out of the box of what I normally do. Um, it's it's like a western pop song, you know. <laughs> it's got a lot of. Um, Uh, that swing to it. And uh, it's a really fun song. I wrote it very quickly. It was like, it just came in within 10 minutes. I'm like, this is cool. I've never sang anything like this before. So, you know, thanks. Um, And um, yeah, but most of my music is, is Americana roots rock. Um, And this has a definitely a twang to
1: it. That's that's okay. Okay. Uh, Kiss me now is the single that comes out as we're recording this uh, on March 18th. So um, and that's going to be available Everywhere? Is a part of a larger? Everywhere. Okay.
2: Everywhere. And it'll be included on an album that's coming out in October.
0: Very cool. Um, something interesting that uh, she was saying the other day was about, you know, it being sort of this celebration, this, that, and the other, and then some of the things that are going on around the world. But your, I loved your explanation about, you know, uh, being grateful for the people that you're around right now. And I thought that was, that was
2: Yeah, really, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, you know, kiss, kiss the person you love now, because as we all know, life is very unpredictable and there's no guarantee that they'll be there. So, you know, it's a celebratory song that reminds us to be grateful.
1: And the show itself seems like a celebration, not just musically. So the transition. Tell me about your art, Rick. I'm not overly familiar. How did you, were you always an artist? Were you into drawing and making art? Like, how did this come about?
0: I think one of the one of the I I just really enjoyed uh, the feeling of of doing art as a kid uh, because time just passed like it was nothing. You know, I I could I could do it for hours and feel like it was only uh, a a few minutes. And um, I think music did the same. Um, And then when our youngest uh, was born. Um, it wasn't long before we started painting together, and it just kind of reignited my passion for that. And then I met with Wentworth Galleries, uh, Christian O'Mahony, and um, yeah, we, we just we just started pushing more and more into the art. And um, you know, now I'm doing these these beautiful uh, legends pieces. The last one I did was uh, Charlie Watts. Um, and without Charlie's influence, I probably wouldn't be
1: talking to you now. Hmm. So I, I was going to ask you what inspires you to paint? Is it in this case, Charlie, understandably, is there something else that you look forward, like look toward to motivate you or it just comes from anywhere to what you want to put on canvas?
0: Really just life experience, you know, uh, uh, growing up in England and then eventually, you know, getting on a plane um you know to 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 the united states uh in 1980 um having joined Def Leppard at uh, the ripe old age of 15 um but really it's it's just it's just life experience uh symbology you know when i go to london i've always got my camera with me you know taking pictures of every everything i can i can, I can see that reminds me and would inspire other people and then of course all of the legends pieces, which, uh, my first one was Steve Clark. Um, and, and that kind of just led me on to every, everybody else that, that really inspired
1: me to become a musician. Do you feel the same pressure as, a, as a, that kind of artist versus the artist you're traditionally known for, whether it's being musician or is there pressure to paint? And And again, you're painting your hero, Charlie. Is there, I don't know, do you feel any sort of pressure to do that? Um, more
0: pressure to get it
1: right. Um, the
0: nice thing about painting is you can, you can go over it, um, you know, and start again. Uh, whereas, uh, live performances with music, you know, that, that's, that's something that you strive to get, to get better at,
1: you know, in the moment as you're actually performing in front of people. So what can people expect from the shows? How does art go in with the music and there's, there's wine, right? So how does this, uh, is it just cut like a three course meal or is it all at once? How does that, how does it happen? What can we expect?
2: Oh, um, I'm, I'm an artist too. And I, Rick and I paint together sometimes, but we really haven't offered that at all. Um, usually I have my things and he has his, but this, these paintings are the two of us collaborating together. Um, one of his mixed media is called girl on a swing where I uh, contributed. I, I did a lot of the mixed media. is mostly his photography. It's my paint. And, uh, and then we did a Kiss Me Now cover, and we created it into a, a mixed media piece on G. Clay canvas uh, with uh, acrylic paint and gloss on it. And so it's these two collaborative paintings that we're auctioning, and you don't have to be there at the shows. You'll see them live at the shows, but they're also posted on ravendrumfoundation.org, and you can bid on them. Um, and you also can donate a seat to a veteran if you can't be at the show. Uh, we do a lot of work with our foundation to help support veterans with trauma. And um, so we're combining the charitable aspect. We're inviting veterans because the show is full of storytelling and um, empowerment. And, and also the music is very, um, it's journey-like. And, you know, there's opportunities to, to look inside some of the dark places together. Um as, as we experience music. So mm. it's all of these things.
1: <laughs> That's great, and I, I really appreciate it. I wanted you, uh, to t- talk to you about the Raven Drum Foundation. I guess, what was the spark to create this foundation? And it's one thing to donate money, but to create a foundation and time and all these creative ways to help. You know, How did that come about originally? I
0: think from when we first met, um, uh, my inability to to... Developed language around some of the experiences, the traumatic experiences that I'd I'd gone through, and then uh, because of Lauren's uh, experience in the healing arts and massage and the other, I think uh, the the combination of of the two of us, it it was just a natural fit and um, led us to creating Raven Drum Foundation.
2: Wow! Yeah, I, I was a percussionist. I was a dancer in one of my other many lives Um, and so I as a dancer I would dance with an African uh, dance ensemble and I had to learn how to play djembe Um, and so I was a percussionist and when we got together we would play and um, you know he we both knew how drumming was so healing so we combined elements of rhythm with mindfulness and guided imagery and we brought it to people who were going through trauma and once we did it once which on his tour bus, actually, with a group of uh, a, a couple of amputee children from Afghanistan, we just saw that we could do this with so many people, and it really helped.
0: Yeah, that it, and we really saw that it would help everybody, yeah. all all parts of the population. You know,
2: and this is back in two thousand and one. Okay, so doing it for quite a while with many many different types of people. Um, uh, we worked in juvenile detention centers with. Boys uh, in prison and um, with uh, cancer care for teens. We worked with, you know, domestic violence shelters and veterans, um, special needs kids. And everyone reacts the same because music is a direct line without spoken word. You know, we all can connect. And then when Rick tells his story, um, it really affects people. And so we're bringing this element into venues now when he plays with me. So we can we can spread this message and Rick can tell a story and and, and the stories that I tell before the songs are all like these setups so that people can experience the music and really go deeper in their musical experience with us.
1: That's beautiful. You know, my, my fiancé is a dancer also. She teaches little kids and she's been doing something, you know, her own project the last few years where she collaborates with a painter that they're painting what she's dancing and she brings up the little kids to take, get involved. So the closest I got to what you're doing is that I was just on the computer playing music. So I was just playing DJ to the hybrid at all, but something else I relate to I know it's not exactly the same, but I have a little prop here, you know, and hold on let me, uh, get rid of my, my screen back here. So I don't want to blur it. I want you to see what I'm going to show you. If I had a producer, this would be so much better, but I don't cause I'm just by myself. I'm a producer for my life. Right, there we go. So, it's not the same. I have my oh. I have my legs, but these are my leg braces. That's so cool. Yeah, I put, you know, if you're not watching this on uh on YouTube, I I have a lot of like band stickers. Sorry, I don't have any Def Leppard stickers on there.
0: No, but, but that's cool. I I get I get I get that. That's that's so cool that, you know, you you, you sort of take all all the things you're passionate about with you.
1: Yeah, you know, Growing up, uh, you know, now I can show you my leg braces and, um, you know, I, it's not as affecting me as it was when I was younger because my, my trauma, is, it's a nerve condition. You know, I didn't have an accident. It's just slowly uh, kind of, it's degenerative. And, it, huh. you know, it affects your mental health and I would hide it. You know, I, I don't go out in shorts, but when I would see, especially, you know, Lauren, what you're talking about, I would have friends that do what you do. But Rick, tell you telling your story, even though it's not the same as me, you being out there and just not being afraid to show who you are and continuing to do what you love and having your band, your friends back you up like that story. Just, I've always held that with me. I'm like, he's a survivor of being different. You know, if you want to create that umbrella, being different, if you want to phrase it that way.
0: Well, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's, uh, you know, it, at first I, I really, Didn't want to do this. I wanted to disappear Uh, after my accident. It was it was really difficult to be around people. Um, I felt very self conscious. Um, I think my parents and then, you know, family um, and uh, just just people. Letters from all over the world really encouraging me. And I think the the best thing that the guys did in the band was give me time to really. Decide if I wanted to continue doing this or not. And once I discovered the power of the human spirit, I think that just kind of catapulted me into a into a a, a different realm. It was like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then and then it was a, a really a conscious decision to wanna to wanna continue uh, in my physical state and you know expose myself to you know I don't know you know. You, Judgment. Yeah, judgment, yeah. ridicule, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, the, 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 the guy up on stage that's different, you know. Mm. Um, but I think once you can get over that, um, it, it, it um, th- then you're really on the on the on the path. Um, I think one of the things that was important for me was I stopped comparing myself to how I used to be. Mm. And I stopped comparing myself to others. And tried to really embrace um how unique it was to play like this and 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 then it gave me a whole new sort of outlook on how people would uh, would receive this and really just any of the noise or anybody that wanted to be negative it was like
1: you know just it's just noise and i i I didn't pay attention to that i would just take that as like the drummer of Def Leppard is doing this and he found a different way to do it and being successful like who is anyone else to be negative in that world so I'm like I can take that again different story but there's that as you, hear, you know there's a similarity where I'm like okay I, if I can no longer walk a certain way if I can't use my hands a certain way I'm going to find a, a way that's different and I know, yeah. it's, and I know it's possible you know mm-hmm. that it's, it's going to be unique to me and it doesn't make it wrong it's just how I do things now
0: Right. Yeah, and you know, pe- people people will always there. All there all there will always be people out there that find a reason to be negative. But it's not those people that 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 really register with me. It's the people that are more awake and people that 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 see what I'm doing and use that as inspiration.
1: Hmm. Well, I've used it as inspiration, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm. Getting married soon. I'm living in an apartment with, uh, with two cats. I'm surprised none of them have jumped and ruined this. I know we yeah. had some Zoom issues, yeah. but usually I'll blame it on the cat. There uh, yeah, you go. <laughs> I don't want to keep you too long, but the transition, I mean, if you can't tell from now, my background says I take off the, the, uh, the filter and appetite for distortion. I use a six degrees of GNR bacon, Guns N' Roses bacon theme for my podcast. Wow. Everyone and their mother has a podcast, so I like to be a little bit different. Uh, I know Rick's might be more obvious. So I'll ask you second, Lauren. Anything like? Have you ever have you seen Guns N' Roses? Are you a fan? Have you met any of the the members? I'm curious if you do have a six degrees of GNR Bacon. I met
2: Splash uh, once, but Rick's friend. You know, he's more friendly with them. I just met him once. Very nice person, by the way.
0: When they when
2: they, I think in I, Vegas, I think it was
0: in Vegas. Right. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he's 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 cool.
1: Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Any um Gina covers in the future for you, Lauren? Or any? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, no, actually, I I have, we, I, you know, we didn't mention, we didn't mention Matt Sorum. Matt Sorum, we, we, we've worked a bunch with Matt Sorum. So that's that's yeah. really our, our solid connection yeah, to uh, Guns
2: of Bugs. He's very charitable and really generous. And he's been in a number of our fundraising efforts uh, to raise money for backstage music professionals. In 2020, we did a Big Love Benefit concert, a streaming concert. He was part of that. And now 12 drummers drumming. And we've done this great auction with 12 legendary drummers, including Rick and Matt Sorum and uh, Joey Kramer and Ringo Starr. and Cindy Black. Yeah, I mean, we had yes. just an incredible uh, line. Sheila E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was great, um, and they donated drums uh, for auction, and we raised
0: money that way. And then we'll do that again this year. Another chap called Ringo Starr, you may have heard. Yeah, of. Yeah, I think yeah. I've heard of them.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I haven't a Ringo on the show, but I've been lucky to have uh, Sheila E. and Matt Sorum on the show.
0: Oh, great. oh Cool. When
1: that's you great. just to ask a, you know, I guess a cliche question, Rick, what did you think of Guns N' Roses because uh, when they were coming up because Def Leppard came before them? What did you think of that Sunset Strip scene? And then Appetite for Destruction comes out. I guess what did you think of of GNR at that time in your life?
0: I thought that that uh, that first record was just insane. I loved it. Um, it was one of those records you couldn't play quietly. It, it had to be on Warp Ten, um, preferably Eleven. And um, yeah, I, I thought I thought that just kind of blew the doors off the place. Um, you know, it had the angst. It it it, it, it was uh, it was just something. It was just something that you, you had to you had to play loudly. So I I really loved it.
1: Very cool. And I'm going say that is cool that you have a little drummer society now with a uh, with Matt Sarm. I don't know if you guys meet on Saturdays and sing Kumbaya. And drum <laughs> in the or something. Like that. I think that's a good suggestion. I'll I'll mention it to him. Perfect. I love it. Well, I know Lauren has uh, new music. Do we know about uh, the album? When that might come out? I know the singles released, but
2: yeah, uh, in the fall we're going to release it in the fall. I'm, um, I uh, we're almost done, so uh, we haven't set a release date yet, but we're thinking out early October.
1: Okay, and then what yeah. about for you, Rick? Just big, is a huge announcement with Def Leppard coming out of the new uh, album. Yeah, yeah, we just us?
0: we just played uh, Kick, which uh, is the the first single, and then uh, you know hopefully. You know, people are going to love the rest of what we did. So uh, I'm just, I'm just excited for for people to hear, uh, you know, not just the first release, but the whole thing.
1: I think it's amazing that Def Leppard continues to make. Your music. I think it's amazing that you're making music with your wife, or your wife's making music with you. I don't know who is the the band leader. Is there a band leader? I guess amongst you two, she is. Okay, that's yeah, the yeah, right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, he's I, my. Ta- he's
2: not with me full time. You know, he has a day <laughs> job. <joke, so laughs> have him play with me when he can, and then um, I, I'm going to have some other really amazing drummers and percussionists play with me ah. on the rest of the touring uh, dates.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just I just count to four and and and. It's just, sort of stay quiet and just make sure I play drums really well, and then, and then she looks upon me favorably.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I the beauty thing about beautiful thing about podcasts, I have listeners everywhere. So if you're here in New York like I am, uh, the Loft March twenty first. You got Philly uh, at the Lounge at the World Cafe Live, and then uh, DC on the twenty fourth at the Loft at the City Winery Art music, wine. I mean, this is just, and, and a love affair, you know, it's a whole, you had a soap opera going, a touring soap opera.
2: That's in right. a cool.
1: Well, thank you so much, Lauren Monroe and uh, Rick Allen for your time. This really was a pleasure. I appreciate the wedding advice, you know, as well. I'll, hopefully I'll, I'll get to where you, you guys are in a few years.
0: I'm sure you will, man.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. You guys take care. All right. Thanks. And you too. That was fun. That was uh, some good advice from... The Allens. I don't know if you could say it like that. Uh, Lauren Monroe and, uh, and Rick Allen. And again, if you want to check it out, it's the Raven Drum Foundation. So you, if you even if you can't make it to these shows, you can donate, as Lauren said, a seat in the name of a, a sponsor veteran, essentially. So if you're in New York, again, the shows are at The Loft, The City Winery. And that's the 21st, March 22nd, in Philly at The Lounge at The World cafe live and then March 24th at Washington DC at the loft at the city winery. So very cool. And you know, I was, and and also before I forget, apologies for any audio. If it depends on what the service you're watching this on or listening on, if it's YouTube, I know they were a little low, but we were fighting through, well, their service wasn't great, but I think overall it just went fine. But I, if you want to, if you're watching this on YouTube, If you want to, you know, maybe it might serve you better to listen on the usual podcast platforms, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I was able to bump up the levels a little bit there, but either way, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed. But I was going to say, I don't know, part of me was like, am I going to show Rick Allen my my braces? Like, it went through my mind before that I, I did, and just between you and me. Because uh, not everybody knows. For those of you, I haven't met so many of you at, at, G- at GNR shows, but but yeah, I, for those of you who meet me, it's interesting. Like they don't know if I'm limping, like to be cool. Because I also have a cane, and I, I'm not joking. People just think sometimes I'm like I'm acting cool. I wish that was the case, uh, but I wear these leg braces underneath my my pants, and I've done so since I was. Oh, geez. I mean, I've been wearing, uh, I guess you want to call uh, orthotics or something since I was 10 or so. I have these leg braces that just go under the knee, goes underneath my foot actually. So they go, they slip right into my shoes, go under my knee and they help me balance. I have a neurological condition, demyelinating peripheral neuropathy. Say that five times fast. And unlike Rick, so that's why I said it's not the perfect comparison, but he got where I was going with it. I have my legs; it's just I'm more sturdy with these these leg braces. I don't usually wear them around my apartment, but I'm certainly more safe with wearing them. So, like when going to concerts and stuff, it's it's actually difficult for me. It's become more difficult for me over the years because I know this is not a phrase or a word, but I it's how I describe myself at times. Uh, I'm easily knocked downable. I can easily fall. You know, um, I'm usually cautious and I've just been doing this for so many years. It's not like I'm falling every five seconds. But when there's a large crowd or the weather is not cooperating, i.e. rain or snow or stuff, it's it's I don't like to go outside. And that's why I didn't go to Slash recently. It was in New York. Just going to a show in the city while I've certainly done it in my life. It's just a lot of anxiety that comes with it. And I know there are handicapped Guns N' Roses fans out there. There are other handicapped people out there who deal with the same crap that I do. I think I told the story where when I went to go see Guns N' Roses in Baltimore because it was at Hershey Park. No, no, not Baltimore. Hershey Park. Uh, it was just so far away. The handicapped seating. I had to take a trolley there. It was just uh, not handicap friendly. And that's what goes through my mind, unfortunately, when I go to shows now. Uh, while over the years, more, you know, uh, venues have become become more accommodating, but sometimes it's just too stressful. So what's the appropriate way for me to get out the story without just talking about myself? This is this will never be the Brando show. I never want to do that. That's why if this wasn't about Guns N' Roses, I would have done it about something else before myself. But how do I talk about myself and you need to get to know me through the guests. And this was an opportunity for me to do that, I felt. And you saw their reaction to it. And uh, I, I hope for those of you, if you know somebody or have a disability yourself, because I'm certainly not perfect. I don't th- I'm don't. i not as out there as I pretend to be. I'm not. You know, social media is certainly, it's one window. It's not the window. It's not into everything. So uh, there's still a lot of stuff that I go through. There's that Rick goes through that you don't see. But we're all here. We all like <laughs> Rick and I are the same, that we have a disability, and we like Appetite for Destruction. So if you're the same as us, you're the, you're the same as us. You're the same as Rick Allen from Death Leopards. How does that feel? <laughs> In an abstract kind of way. But I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, I don't know. As of this moment, you're certainly going to see the next one soon enough and soon as the word. Uh, But right now, I'm certainly going to focus on working on Doug's book even more. I've gotten a lot of work done. You know, it's like almost an everyday thing. I wish I could sit down for hours, but I have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, But it's slowly but surely happening. I'm coming down with, okay, this could be good as a chapter. This goes over here. This goes over there. Like it's coming together like a big puzzle. So I want to keep focusing on that. However, who knows when these guests come out? of? I was not expecting to interview Rick Allen. I – no way. He was not on my radar. Then all of a sudden an opportunity presented itself, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I want to interview uh, Rick Allen and his lovely wife, Lauren Monroe. I absolutely want to do that. So those, those happen, and also I keep encouraging you to send me messages, whether it's on Twitter, at the AFD Podcast, Facebook. Email me. Uh, the AFD show at gmail.com. If you have a guest suggestion, if somebody you feel would be a great guest for appetite for distortion, distortion, let me know. And you could be a co-host. or if you want to be interviewed, if you want to do, we could do a fan obsession with you. We could do that and figure something out. So either way, if you want to get involved in the podcast, Oh, my cat just sneezed. I don't know if you, if the, if the mic picked it up, but it was too cute not to acknowledge. (laughs) I think that's my cue to get out of here. But, uh, However, you want to participate in the podcast, I'm certainly open to it. That's how we keep going. I mean, look at this: Rick Allen from Def Leppard never would have guessed. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When we see the next one, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.